بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيد المرسلين وعلى آله وصحبه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا إلى يوم الدين أما بعد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد والله ذو فضل على المؤمنين to continue with our series on the Book of Wisdom, the Hikam, we are on Wisdom number 93, which is on page 196 of the Book of Wisdom. Ibn Ata'illah al-Iskandari rahimahullah, he says, Mata a'taka ashhadaka birra, wa mata mana'ak ashhadaka qahra, fahuwa fi kulli thalika muta'arrifun ilayk, wa muqbilun bi wujudi lutfihi alayk. This is quite a profound uh, wisdom. It essentially takes it a notch higher into our understanding of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Remember, as I mentioned that while this is about spirituality, it's actually about theology. It's about recognizing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in a totally different way. And it's actually through spirituality. So what he says here is a really, really interesting idea that we are constantly going to be dealing with on a day-to-day -day basis. This is something we experience, but if we don't have this perspective, then we really suffer. We really suffer and we struggle. So I believe that uh, when I read this, um, it really helps to kind of put things in perspective of why things happen in this world. So essentially what's happening is that a human being is either going to be in a state of bestowal, meaning they're going to be in a state where they're being gifted something. Well, we're constantly being gifted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Every breath we take, you know, is a gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and uh, the food that we get and, and everything else. But normally when he, this is talking about human, uh, uh, human feeling, there's times when we feel like we're getting things and there's times when we feel like we're being deprived. Why didn't I get that thing? Why couldn't I get that? Um, why did I miss out on that? He or she, look how much money they've made. You know, look how accomplished they've become. Why isn't it that I've not been able to do this? Why am I with this suffering? So we forget all the, all the gifts that are still coming in by focusing on the few things that we may have wanted but did not get for some reason. I mean, that's the nature of the world. So he's telling us that there's a reason why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does this and it is completely, absolutely in line with the way Allah wants to do things. It's normal. That is the norm. And there's a reason and a wisdom behind it. Now, if we don't know that wisdom, that's when we struggle. So I think everybody understands that there's going to be some kind of suffering and setbacks in the world. I don't think anybody who doesn't get that yet is going to really, really suffer. So once we understand that there's going to be suffering, now the question is, why is there suffering? Why do we miss out on certain things? And why are we deprived sometimes of certain things and feel deprived maybe? So that's what, Allah is, that's what Ibn Ata'illah is saying here, that when Allah gives, He shows you His kindness. That's just an expression of His kindness. At the same time though, when He deprives, He's showing you His power. Now you can't deny Allah is powerful. You can't deny Him that fact. That's what He is. He's powerful as well. He's showing you His might and His power. And in all of this, what for though? Why is He doing this? And in all of this, He is making Himself known to you. You need to know me better, Allah is saying. You need to know every, everything about me. You need to know a lot more about me, not just one aspect. People go on as a slogan, God is merciful, God is love, God is love, God is merciful. 
So then when actually something else happens, when he shows his power instead, then they're like, oh, is that really God? I mean, is that God? Our faith gets shaken. Not our faith, but I mean, people who have that belief, generally the Christians, they suffer with this quite a bit when calamities happen. So in all of this, he is just making himself known to you and still coming to you with his gentleness. There is still gentleness in this. Even when he deprives you, there is gentleness. What are you trying to convince me about? You know, you're wondering, what is Ibn Atayillah saying? That somebody is deprived, Allah is depriving you and he's saying, that's his gentleness in depriving you? Yes, it is. So, what's going on here is that if you really want to understand Allah, you have to know His divine names. The 99 and more names, that is the only way, I think, to really understand who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is directly. And He's given us, He's told us what His names are. So part of His name, you know, some of His names are Al-Latif and Al-Rahim. Al-Latif could refer to the subtle one, it can also refer to the kind one. Lutf means kindness and subtlety as well. Rahim, the merciful one. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is obviously latifun bi'ibadih. He, that's his name. So he must be kind to his servants. Right? He has to be kind to his servants. Allah is kind even to the, those who blaspheme, those who reject him. Allah is kind to them as well. He still lets them breathe. He still gives them food. He still lets them live in this world. Right? So his kindness is always going to be there. And his rahmah and his mercy, that's why the word here used is rahim, not rahman. Right? Even though rahman has got a certain nuance. Rahim, everybody gets his, that rahmah of his, that mercy of his. In every state, in every state that we're in. Now, this is regardless of now whether he's giving you something and you feel like you're getting something or you, you feel like you're being deprived of something. Right? This is whether you're contracted or whether you're excited. You know, when you're elated about something or when you feel miserable about something. Now, the thing is that when he gives you, he is showing you his kindness, he's showing you his generosity, he's showing you his, his uh, goodness with you. So then you get to understand Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and people recognize this. And they thank Allah when good things happen. So you get to understand that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is kind with his servants. Allah has been kind with me. And he's compassionate. He is rahimun, kareemun, jawadun. Right? He is merciful and benevolent. And he is jawadun and muhsin. Right? So he is generous. And he's also the doer of all good. So now, when that happens, the purpose of that is that our love needs to increase. So when, it's a human, it's innate human fitra and nature. That when somebody does good to you, you feel inclined to them. You feel a sense of love for them. And the Prophet ﷺ summarized this, encapsulated it by saying, Mutually give gifts to one another and your love will mutually increase. And it just happens unless somebody is really hard-hearted and so doubtful and pessimistic about everything and thinks, no, no, this must be an ulterior motive he's given me this gift. And there's people like that, you know, and they're a minority, Allah relieve uh, such thoughts because then person doesn't have any excitement in this world. Now, when the mahabba and the love of Allah increases because of Allah's gifts to a person, then obviously in, the, the, this is talking about the person with, 
iman, good iman in the heart. That means then their eagerness towards Allah will increase and they should thank Allah more. So their shukr, their state of shukr and gratitude will also increase. Now, when their gratitude increases, Allah has promised something for when gratitude increases. He promises you more. So then the gifts will also increase. I've done a talk before where we discussed that uh, the way of uh, some mashayikh is to make you do a lot of shukr and thank Allah. Right? And that's how you get more. So, so mashallah, their, their bounties increase and, and then it carries on like that. It carries on like that. However, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sometimes, this happens to everybody once in a while, they have a setback. Allah deprives somebody, prevents something puts an obstacle, right? puts a hindrance and hinders something that they wanted. So in that case, Allah is saying, look, I'm at the same time, I'm not just, I don't have just the title of mercy. I don't have just the title of being generous. I also have some other part. My generosity is still upon you. My lutf and everything is still applicable to you right now with every breath you take. But you're forgetting there's another part, there's another name that I have, many other names. And... Now he is making you witness to his might, his greatness, his grandeur, his, his um, majesty. So now, when a person recognizes that, and they should recognize it, they, they, it's obviously more difficult to recognize this than the other one because you're like, why is he doing this for? Then what happens is that then the person begins to become aware that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the qahar, kabir, azim, jaleel. He is the mighty one, the dominant one, the great one, the majestic one. So that helps to increase their fear because a mu'min needs a healthy dose of fear. Otherwise, if everything's happening too well, they, the, the problem and the fitna there is that you feel too secure and confident, self-assured, self-subsisting. Right? And you feel like you don't need God anymore. So then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shows his power and his might sometimes. So that a person begins to understand that no, Allah is still in charge. So then they, they, they melt in his fear. They melt out of reverent fear for him. And they submit. And they act humbly. And they have to submit themselves to the might of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So now, based on this now, their ibadah and their worship increases and becomes better and becomes enhanced. Their sins decrease. Generally in this state, sins will decrease. It's generally in a state of bounty that sins increase because you have a false sense of security and confidence and self-reliance. So now in this case of where there's hindrance and there's a prevention, then, Allah's, then a person's uh, fear increases, the sins decrease. And when sins decrease, you make tawbah and repentance and thus our sins are washed away and it leads to a state of purification. That's how it should be. Now remember, if you notice that this is not what happens to a lot of people, they rather freak out. They're confused. Allah hates me, that's what they say. When they don't get something, you know, I've been having calls from a certain individual who's suffering from something and the constant, and I'm trying to explain, the constant issue is that, what have I done so bad? Why is this happening to me? I said, look, you could have died. Right? Just thank Allah that there's a lot of other people who are worse state. You just have a, a small uh, physical ailment. And, 
uh, people are freaking out. So it's just not knowing the understanding of who Allah is and why He does things. So now what's going to happen is that this person, he gets purified and the whole concept of sin and the whole uh, 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 focus on sin goes down. Now these people obviously when they're going through both of these states in the world, whichever of these two states, it's to complete the human being. It's to make them who they are. So then when they appear on the day of judgment, they will come light, no burden. Right? Purified, excited, eager to meet their Lord because they've had their purification and all done in the world. Otherwise, if a person has tyranny in this world, if a person is sinful in this world, then they'll have to be purified in the hereafter. Why can't we be purified in this world so that when we go to the hereafter, we go running into paradise, inshallah. We don't have to go to hellfire. We don't have to go to the washing machine. Because right. essentially the top part of hellfire is the washing machine, the dry cleaning process for the human beings, for the Muslims, for the mu'min, sinning Muslims. That section, right? Rather than a washing machine, you'd probably call it a dry cleaner. Right? Because there's heat or extreme cold. Allah protect us. Why is this the case that this is how the person who's feared, who's gone through fear in the world, why they will not fear on the Day of Judgment? Remember this principle. If la yajma'ullahu ala abdihi khawfain wala amnain. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will never bring together and combine two fears upon anybody. Two states of fear. Or two states of security, assurance. What that means is that whoever Allah makes fearful in this world gives them the tawfiq and enablement to fear. Allah will give him security in the hereafter. And whoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows to feel secure in this world and thus that person gets deluded, then that person will have great fear on the day of judgment. So based on that, you either fear in this world and not in the hereafter, or you feel sense of security and assurance and confidence and self-reliance in this world and have fear in the hereafter. Allah will never combine together two fears or two states of security in the two worlds. So don't now be suspicious of your Lord that God hates me now. Why is he doing this to me? Why has he forsaken me? O servant of Allah, O servant of Allah, our job is servitude anyway. Whenever, whenever you're prevented from something, whenever something is prevented from you, or whenever something is given. So, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives you something, He's just manifesting. He's just making clear to you and showing to you that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is His mercy, this is His benevolence. You start understanding that He is the Barrun, Kareemun, Raufun, Rahimun. So many names. Barrun, Kareemun. Benevolence, Raufun Rahim, compassionate, merciful. So you then will hold on to his mercy. You will then associate yourself with his compassion. Now the benefit of that in the right way is that you that should if you do hold on to his compassion and everything, you understand it's all coming from his compassion, then your greed will diminish. Your selfish greed will diminish. In that's a benefit of that as well. The selfish greed will diminish. And likewise, any grief and anguish and a feeling of 
um, deprivation, insha'Allah, will go away. The other thing is that the other benefits that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala provides by bestowal and gifting is that when you see this coming from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the good people, the people of Allah, right, they actually start to inculcate that themselves. So they want to be benevolent on others. Just like Allah has been benevolent upon them, it's taught them to be benevolent to others. It's taught them to be kind to others and to do good to others. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves that servants, his slaves, they take on his characteristics. Right? Because the hadith says, rahman." Imbibe yourself with the character of the most merciful one. Allah wants us to do this. And that's why Aisha radiallahu anha gives us an example of the one who did this thoroughly and in the most perfect way. So when she was asked about the Prophet ﷺ, she could only describe him by saying that the characteristic, the character, the behavior, the conduct of the Prophet ﷺ was the Qur'an. What she actually meant was Allah. He had the character of Allah. But she didn't want to say that because how do you have the character of Allah? That's a, that's a big idea. So adaban, out of etiquette, she was you know she she was very conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala she doesn't want to say it in that way but that's really what she meant because what is the akhlaq of the Quran Quran doesn't have akhlaq it provides akhlaq it embodies character it it uh, uh, propagates character which is the character of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is exactly what Allah does with us on the other hand likewise the other half of it which is that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala withholds from us contracts the bounties upon us we uh, the bandwidth gets less. You're, you're struggling with your bandwidth. You're struggling with downloads on that day. Right? It's essentially something like that. Instead of just free for all, you know, eat as much as you want. You're, there's, a, there's a restriction. It's not coming. It's not happening. Um, I've got a business and mashallah, I had so many customers. And now in this period, it's trickle. It's become a trickle. What's going on? I've not done anything wrong. I'm, it's the same. I've still got the promotions and advertisements. But from... 50 customers a day, it's gone down to 10 customers or 20 customers. And it happens in businesses, it goes down and it goes up. And it goes down and it goes up. Allah is showing us what's going on. Uh, sometimes you can tell the reason. It's a certain season issue. And sometimes you can't even tell the reason. Amazing how the pandemic has, for certain businesses, we never thought that they would do so well. Like the bike business suddenly shut out of the roof. And yet there's others who are doing very well and suddenly just went down. Like restaurants and other places. Ajeeb, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala turns this thing around. And we just have to be, we just have to be submitting. What else can we do? So, what's happening is that you then realize some other names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when He withholds. That is the Qahar and the Jabbar. So many names of Allah. The Mighty One, the, the All Powerful One, the Vanquisher. So your faith, your faith and your fear will increase. Your awe of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will increase. Your embarrassment, your modesty, right? Of doing something wrong in front of Allah. Because Allah, you, you realize, look, He's not going to just, you know, He can withhold from me. So all of that happens. Now, in all of this then, if somebody does this right, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will then give you Respect. Allah will make you respectable. 
Allah will honor you. Allah will protect you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَنزِلُ عَبْدَهُ عَلَىٰ قَدْرِ مَنْزِلَتِهِ مِنْهُ Allah places somebody in the same way that you place Allah. In the same that Allah deals with you in a reciproc uh, in, uh, with uh, reciprocation. That if you think Allah is great, Allah will be great to you. And if you think, oh, Allah doesn't do anything, we say, okay, if that's what you want me to be. Allah treats people the way they treat Him, in that sense, with some perspective. However, this is the second point. I pointed out the other thing about the two fears not coming together and the two states of security not coming together. This is the second point I want to highlight as a principle. وَإِنَّمَا يُطِيعُ الْعَبْدُ رَبَّهُ عَلَىٰ قَدْرِ مَعْرِفَتِهِ بِهِ وَخَوْفِهِ مِنْهُ This is a very important principle. That a servant, a, a slave, is only going to worship his Lord according to his knowledge of his Lord, his awareness of his Lord, and his fear of his Lord. How true is that statement? We, our, if you think about our worship to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the way we stand in prayer, whatever, it's only according to how much we know Allah. Because if you compare that to the way we deal with people, depending on how we know them, there's people on the strangers on the street that we go past, we don't even say hi. In England, there's no tradition of saying hi to anybody, so you just go past. Right? You just, who cares? It's just another person on the street. Right? There's somebody who you've seen in the mosque, and now you've seen him, you know, you've seen this person, you're going to say, Assalamu alaikum. Now there's somebody who you know more, you're going to stop and say, man, how are you? And you know, there's going to be that extra. Now, if there's somebody who you really respect because they're a person to respect, then you're going to stand and there's going to be a certain body language and everything else. Human, in a human behavior. So if somebody can't do that with Allah, that last uh, position of respect and awe, that means they don't know Allah. Allah is deserving of it, but they don't know Allah. They just treat Him like, what do they treat Him like? The first person? No, that's just the, the person you just kind of go past. No, you don't. I mean, sometimes, a'udhu billah, maybe we treat him like that. A'udhu billah, in our prayers and so on. And still he's giving us, even though people are treating him in that first, according to that first level, that first example I provided, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is still giving. So, a person only worships, his, uh, only worships and obeys his Lord according to his knowledge of his Lord. That's why this book, Allah bless the author, Allah bless the author, it refines for us. I mean, for so many things in life, it's just made it easy for, to put in perspective, for me at least. Right? When certain things happen, it just makes it easy to tolerate, bear it, manage it, deal with it. Because he provides that insight. Now remember, after all of this, whatever state... Right? Whether he's withholding, whether he's giving, all he's trying to do is trying to get his servants to recognize him. Recognize me and you will be better off. Recognize me, you'll know what to do. Recognize me, you'll have a better hereafter. He's just muta'arrifun ilayk. He's just attempting to get you to recognize him. Talibun mink and ta'rifahu bisifatihi wa asma'ihi. All he wants from you is recognize Allah, know Allah, get to know Allah with his names and his attributes. Now, every name of Allah is manifested sometime or the other in this world, in our lives. If we recognize that, we see Allah. If we don't recognize that, we're absent from Allah. That's why a study of the 99 names is, subhanAllah, maybe next Ramadan, our theme will be. The names of Allah through the Quran in 30 days. 
because I think that is just so important. It just, it's, so, it's so beautiful you know, to understand Allah because it's almost like a child getting to understand their parents. You know? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is named Kareem, right? the benevolent one, the generous one, right? the one who bestows. That demands that Allah gives and that He does what you think is good for you, right? what you see as good for you. And that is quite apparent. You see that all the time. Right? A new building goes up, a new uh, dish is put in front of you, iftar comes to you, you, you see it. Right? You see it you, you know, in a handbag, in a car, in a pen, uh, in a phone, you see that. Right? That's... Now, on the other hand, he's got a, another name, Mane, the preventer. When are you going to see that? He's got that name. Right? It's not like a lowly name or something that he doesn't have to show it. No, it, he's proud of all of his names. He's proud of his characteristics. That obviously demands that there's prevention also happening in this world. That obviously you see in the creation, that you see in the world as well, that there's a lot of prevention for some people. Then after that, you've got another name which is Muntaqim, which is the avenger, the one who takes revenge. That obviously uh, demands that there's punishment for certain people, right? That ha have opposed him somehow and done wrong and been oppressive then after that there's the name Al-Qahar which means the vanquisher the mighty one that again has to become manifest somewhere uh, to those who've been oppressive to others they are then taken over and they're overcome some people die right Allah show, shows his power through taking people I mean look at the power that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has had on display with a small virus that fits in a bottle, the whole world, enough to the whole world. So many people have died. And inshallah, if a person can really <clears throat> get an understanding of this state of bestowal and prevention, then you will know that at the end of the day, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is constantly. And it doesn't mean that, <clears throat> now you have to remember, these are not mutually exclusive names that if he's giving then he's he can't be preventing and if he's preventing then he can't be giving I said right at the beginning that Allah is constantly giving as long as we're in this world he's giving us we're a place of his giving we're a locus of his gifts but at the same time it's not fully giving he's preventing as well so both of those names are coming to us so our job is to get to understand Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala better and to recognize the bounties of Allah, however subtle they are, even in states of difficulty and goodness. And that will help us, that, that's really, really psychologically very helpful. That if you're suffering something, but you still think, MashaAllah, I'm still breathing, I'm still eating, I can still walk, that person cannot even walk. I can still breathe, there's people in hospitals, no space in hospitals, too... Uh, two people on a single bed in some countries. They can't even breathe. So at least I can do this. <clears throat> so you will then understand Allah both through His Jamal and Jalal. Both through His beautiful characteristics, beauty characteristics of beauty and elegance and His of majesty. At the end of the day, that's what we have to do. We have to submit to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with our spirit, with our body, with every aspect. Because Allah is the, only, is, is the only one who is our Lord. Allah is the only Lord. 
in truth. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. See, the crux of all of this is that this knowledge and awareness can only increase according to our ruhaniyyah, our spiritual aspect, which can only be developed through the dhikr of Allah and abstaining from sin and making tawbah. So that internal aspect has to be there. And dhikr helps hugely because you're taking the name of Allah. That develops the ruhaniyyah. That's what helps us understand the jalal and the jamal of Allah. This is not based on what they call quwwatul bashariyya. You know, the outer bodily um, faculty that the humans have. That, that's just subordinate to our ruhaniyya. In fact, it dominates our ruhaniyya if we give too much to the body. If we indulge the body too much, it's essentially the nafs we're talking about here. If we focus on the body too much. So Allah give us the tawfiq. Let us see what we will read. What Sheikh Abdullah Gangohi now has to say about this in his short explanation. He says the purpose of man's creation is that, is that he acquires the gnosis and the knowledge of his creator and his lofty attributes. That's the purpose. Hence he says that he did not. Hence he, Allah says that Allah did not create jinn and man except that they worship him. That's our job. The hadith literature clarifies that the acquisition of Allah's awareness is not possible without Allah's bestowal. So even knowing Allah cannot happen unless He gives it to us. Even that is a gift of Allah. Now I would assume that if we're listening to this or reading this, then there's some promise there. Then there's something in the air. There's something going on that Allah wants to give us. Otherwise, why would He want us to know this? Out of everything that you could have learnt, out of everything we could have been read and talking about today, we're talking about this today. That sounds like a great sign that inshallah Allah wants to gift us this very big gift. The way of gaining gnosis is to reflect on the predestined circumstances. This is one way to gain awareness of Allah, he says, is to think about everything which is predestined by Allah and conditions that might overtake one. In this way, does the servant gain insight into the workings of his master? Just think of your life. Sometimes I've had so much good. Sometimes I've had difficulties. I've gone through all sorts. That's nature. That's Allah. That's the way he wants it. But Allah still gives me what he wants. Allah still gives me and I'm still happy. Gnosis reaches the servant according to his circumstances. He who possesses proper intelligence will therefore gain gnosis from Allah in every condition. Expounding upon this concept, the Shaykh Ibn Ata'illah is saying, O traveler, O seeker, when Allah Most High bestows some bounty on you, He is in reality displaying the generosity and kindness to you. And when He withholds His gifts from you, involves you in difficulties and hardships, He displays to you His attribute of anger and power. The traveler, the seeker who derives a lesson from every state is the most fortunate one in both of these states. He derives the awareness of his master in every moment. His heart brims with delight on account of the treasure of this ma'rifah. Alhamdulillah, I've understood you. It's something to be thankful about. The person who's in difficulty but recognize that it's from Allah and the calmness that they feel, isn't that something to thank Allah about? When somebody else would be freaking out in that state and complaining and, everything, and shrieking and all sorts of things. It's something to thank Allah about because he's giving you that awareness. The servant who is shorn of intelligence directs his attentions to the gift bestowed upon him, but then he is forgetful of Allah. He regards himself deserving of this gift. He thus develops pride. During conditions of adversity though, he then suffers and complains. 
Hence, he complains and proves his ingratitude. We seek refuge in Allah. مجيب دعوة المضطرين رحمن الدنيا والآخرة ورحيمهما ارحمنا ارحمنا برحمة تغننا بها عمن سواك جز الله عنا محمد ما هو أهله يا معدن الجود والكرم يا أكرم الأكرمين يا خير المسؤولين ويا خير المؤتين ارحمنا 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 برحمة تغننا بها عمن سواك اللهم اغفر لنا وارحمنا وعافنا واهدنا وارزقنا اللهم اغفر لأمة سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم اغفر للمسلمين والمسلمات والمؤمنين والمؤمنات الأحياء منهم والأموات اللهم اغفر لنا ولوالدينا ولمشايخنا ولطلابنا ولأولادنا ولأزواجنا ولأصدقائنا ولأقاربنا ولكل من له حق علينا ولكل من أوصانا بالدعاء اللهم ارحمهم وعافهم وعف عنهم اللهم اغفر لموتان المسلمين الذين شهدونك بالوحدانية وماتوا على ذلك يا الله have your mercy upon us drench us in your mercy and your forgiveness during this month oh Allah accept whatever little that we offer during this month allow us to do much more allow us to enhance our worship oh Allah grant us your awareness grant us the grant us the understanding and the love of you oh allah grant us the understanding of your names allow us to recognize you allow us to see you everywhere ya allah allow us to feel your presence allow us to feel your presence allow us to take on the good character allow us to be in good in conduct oh allah allow us oh allah protect us from misunderstanding you oh allah from misconstruing what you're doing oh allah from ignorance about you from unawareness of you oh allah keep us away from being of the negligent ones oh allah we've had much negligence in our life we've had many shortcomings in our life we've had many oversights transgressions excesses sins crimes oh allah forgive us for them oh allah grant us complete forgiveness including for those sins that we have forgotten those we took lightly those we considered insignificant those that we threw by the wayside those that have become part of our life and we no longer consider them sins anymore oh allah this is a month of your forgiveness and there's no other door which is open for us to for us to gain forgiveness except your door oh allah we have recognized this oh allah we have recognized this oh allah allow grant us from this door of yours grant us from this door of your mercy from the door of your forgiveness oh allah from your benevolence oh allah from your generosity Oh Allah, there's no one else we can go to. All doors are shut. Oh Allah, protect us from the shaitan even after the month of Ramadan. Oh Allah, make this Ramadan the best that we've ever experienced before. Oh Allah, make this Ramadan the best that, we, the best that we've ever experienced before. Oh Allah, make us closer to you in this Ramadan more than we've ever been before. And oh Allah, allow us to remain close to you even after the month of Ramadan. O oh Allah, allow us to prepare for our death before we die. O oh Allah, grant us the states of shukr. Grant us the states, uh, the, whatever state is required of us. O oh Allah, make us the way you want us to be. O oh Allah, make us the way you want us to be. 
Oh Allah, bless this Ramadan, bless, uh, re relieve the suffering of those who are suffering during this time as well. Oh Allah, relieve their suffering, relieve their suffering. Oh Allah, relieve the suffering. And oh Allah, we ask that you grant us a great place in Jannatul Firdaus. Oh Allah, all the generosity which is being shown during this month. Oh Allah, make us also able to take part in that generosity. And O oh Allah, accept it from all of those who are generous during this month as well. And O oh Allah, we ask that you fulfill our permissible needs. You give completion to our permissible our, and our praiseworthy projects. And you keep us away from the wrong and you accept us for the service of your deen. And whatever little that we may have been able to do, O oh Allah, accept it from us and grant us sincerity and ikhlas. O oh Allah, accept us. O oh Allah, accept us. O oh Allah, accept us. Subhana rabbika. رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين جزاك الله خير for listening may Allah سبحانه وتعالى bless you and if you're finding this useful you know as they say do that like button and subscribe button and forward it on to others جزاك الله خير والسلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته